catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk of Champions, Short Sessions. Long story short. Welcome in to another Talk of Champions, Short Sessions. I'm your host, Zach Barry. My guests will be joining me momentarily. Before we get this one underway, I do want to remind you, this show is powered by the good folks at College Corner. CollegeCornerStore.com. If you're not local or in Mississippi for their three locations, you can check them out online, CollegeCornerStore.com. They have got anything and everything Ole Miss that you would need for going to basketball games, baseball games. They've got tailgating supplies. They've got gifts and gear if you want to get a birthday gift, a Father's Day, a Mother's Day, or just a happy for somebody or yourself. Go check them out, collegecornerstore.com. If you are in Oxford, you can go check them out, 825 Sisk Avenue, Suite 105. Fantastic layout. Space is brand new. It's phenomenal. Scott and the folks over there do a fantastic job. If you're not in Oxford, check them out in Ridgeland or Flowood. Two locations in the Jackson area. They have got anything you need for Ole Miss. They got real tree gear. Uh, some of the new stuff. Uh, they've got the uh, hoop and the sip gear, which is super popular. Uh, that is selling like crazy right now. I know Scott and them are trying to keep as much of it in stock as they can. If you've seen the hoop and the sip gear that the coaches and the staff and the players wear, you can get it at College Corner Store or at collegecornerstore.com. Now, without further ado, let's bring him in. My guest, Mr. Gray Hardison, a.k.a. Belly of the Beast on Twitter. The guy to go to for photoshops and hilarious video hijinks. Gray, good afternoon. Welcome in. Good afternoon. Good to be here. Glad, uh, glad I could join you. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll, I just want to jump in real fast and say uh, this is a, an unpaid testimonial for for College Corner. I've ordered <laughs> online from them, and it was a uh, a seamless process. It it truly, I mean, it really is. Now I am being paid to to talk about it, but you're not. But uh, very easy. Also, the shipping incredibly fast. I uh, ordered a couple polos uh, before the Peach Bowl. Uh, it was probably six days from when we were heading to Atlanta and uh, got them with two days to spare. So uh, speedy shipping and handling. You can't beat it. Um, all right. So great. I brought you on. I know your, your, your affinity for quarterback play and dissecting offenses and the minutia and the analytics and all that. But uh, we're, we're going to get into some, but also this is just going to be a good old fashioned my opinion type podcast here, but um, 
the folks over at WAOM underscore on Twitter uh, put out a tweet a couple days ago. Had four pictures. The tweet said, two minutes left, down by six. Who do you want leading the game-winning drive? The four pictures, Jackson Dart, Matt Corral, Chad Kelly, Bo Wallace. Four incredibly gifted quarterbacks. Tons of accomplishments. Jackson Dart is obviously still at Ole Miss doing his thing, but the other three very successful quarterbacks in this era of Ole Miss football that has, uh, you know, rejuvenated it is now a house a household name it's a name brand it's a national brand now with with Lane Kiffin and what Ole Miss has been able to do the last couple of years but just upon seeing the tweet what was your initial gut feeling on out of the four which one you would pick and why well it's sort of like uh I don't have kids but it 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 made me think of like you have to pick <laughs> your favorite child here which is yeah <laughs> it's very difficult uh but like, and I was, we were talking sort of before, but you know, it's one of those things like all those guys, I mean, I can't think of the specific games off the top of, my, top of my head, but we saw all those guys do basically that scenario. I mean, I think yeah. I was just thinking about this year right now, the, uh, the LSU game, when we, yep. I mean, that was literally like, a, I think that might've been actually two minutes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have complete faith in all those guys. Like, I mean, cause I saw them do it. Um, you know, I, it's probably, if I had to pick one, forced to pick one, forced to pick my, my favorite child and the others have to skip a meal or whatever. Uh, I'm probably, I'm probably turning to, uh, to swag Kelly. I, 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 I love swag. Uh, he was not afraid of anything. I mean, you know, he and Corral kind of had the same mindset, not afraid of anything. Well, Sometimes to their detriment, uh, decide to force one in there, but, uh, never saw a window too small. No, no, the window, if the window was the size of a football, <laughs> he figured he could get it in there. Um, but yeah, just his pure, yeah, like I said, his his mindset. And then, I mean, you know, the raw, just the arm strength is just otherworldly. Yeah, And, and people forget, like, Swag was an incredible athlete. Like, I think his 2015, I think he had like 500 yards rushing. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy could do it all. But that would be, again... I love them all, but if forced to choose, I'm going with swag. Yeah, disclaimer here before anyone is is yelling at their radio or their phone or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, all four are incredibly accomplished quarterbacks, and there's no wrong answer here, um, which is why I think this is a great question for a podcast because I, I pulled up the stats. So, yeah, 2015, Chad Kelly, obviously, I think the only two quarterbacks in SEC history that were statistically better – were Cam Newton and Johnny Manziel, um, which pretty solid yeah, uh, company pretty there, I would say. Um, yeah, 4,042 yards passing, 31 touchdowns, completed 65% of his passes. You mentioned it, 509 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns as well. Then you look at, you know, kind of the, you know, maybe the, the, the pedophilias of the quarterback family as of late, Bo Wallace. Um, I mean, statistically – I believe he still has the most yards um, in Ole Miss history, over 9,500 passing yards in three years at Ole Miss, um, 62 touchdowns. I, I, I always hated the good bow, bad bow thing because I feel like that's incredibly dumb to do to one player in particular because everybody makes bad decisions. There's no perfect quarterback ever. Um, I always thought that was lazy, but 
Um, if you want to play the what if or the hypothetical game here, I mean, pre-injury Bo Wallace was as good as anybody in the country in 2014 and 2015. Um, and then you look at Matt Corral. You mentioned the arm talent with Chad Kelly. Matt Corral, probably the only person that matches him in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that realm, which is, which is pretty impressive. I mean, did a, you know, basically you've seen the clip. We've all seen the clip at the opening. They do the long toss competition. You see guys now, I mean, full on like running, sprinting, crow hop, throwing it, falling over. Matt Corral just stood there and bounced a couple of times and threw it 70, I think it was 78 yards. Um, I just, insane but uh yeah another guy that battled injuries but was still incredibly good 8287 yards passing in four years 57 touchdowns um another guy that was just really good with his legs uh his last two seasons at Ole Miss he had over 1100 yards rushing 15 touchdowns um this one was tough for me I'm probably gonna go corral but I like Jackson Dart and Matt Corral here in this scenario, and this is why I think – and look, no disrespect to the folks that were on those teams, but could you imagine Jackson Dart or Matt Corral with the wide receivers that Bo Wallace and Chad Kelly had? Yeah, that would have uh, <laughs> that, that would have been a little bit of a help. Uh, I mean, I, I always go back to uh, – that game, uh, oh gosh, the 2020 Auburn game, we played at Auburn and they had, you know, Corral was injured at one point, but he comes back. But, you know, we had wide receiver injuries going into that game. And then I think we had one during the game. And it won, mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, uh, oh gosh, I forgot who got hurt. But anyway, oh, Drummond, Dontario Drummond got hurt. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so for like two and a half quarters, the best receivers Ole Miss had on the field were uh, Jack, Jack, uh, Pearson. Oh, Jacor Pearson. Yeah. Jacor, yeah. Jacor Pearson. I can't remember his first name. Pearson and uh, uh, Swag Kelly's little brother at yeah, tight end. Yeah. Those were the best AC two Kelly. receivers on the field. And uh, it's, it was not is, an ideal that scenario. Is, uh, <laughs> that is East Carolina Pirate Casey Kelly now. That's correct. Yeah. I saw yeah. He, he's decided to, he went to the West Coast. Now he's going to check out that East Coast life. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I, this isn't. Again, not besmirching anybody because the wide receiver room at Ole Miss this year was pretty damn good. The only program in the country with three players with 700 or more yards receiving. I mean, Trey Harris basically announced himself to the world as a number one guy that, I mean, Jackson Dart's go-to guy. I mean, the Peach Bowl, Ole Miss needed a first down or a big play. They went to Trey Harris. And then Jordan Watkins, what a story. Coming from Louisville, um, he will be in his third year in 2024, but battled injuries, but as productive and consistent as anyone. And then uh, talk about a great story, Dayton Wade. I mean, walk on to a guy that has a shot at making a roster in the NFL because of what he did in Lane Kiffin's offense the last couple of years. So, um, and then, yeah, with Corral, I mean, you had Dontario Drummond, Jacor Pearson, Braylon Sanders. So it's not that those guys were terrible, but it's just looking at what, was at Ole Miss in 2014 with um, or even 2012 with, you know, Dante Moncrief. And then later on you had Vince Sanders, Demarcus Lodge, uh, Quincy Adeboyjo, Laquan Treadwell. I mean, there were some household names. And then with Chad Kelly in 2015, I mean, that team, uh, 10 wins, went to the uh, 
Sugar Bowl. Uh, but I mean the the cachet on that roster with Cody Core, Demoria Stringfellow, Markel Pack. I mean Derek Jones popped up here and there, and we already talked about Treadwell. So yeah, that's kind of my thing is with what Corral and Dart were able to do in the offense without uh now the run game helped them and you know both of those guys had really good run games um which helps open things up but that was kind of my tipping point there was i would take darter corral just because of that alone with i mean they were able to do that i mean we, we say that all the time gray about eli manning like imagine eli manning with with some of these receivers yeah. right <laughs> yeah 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 eli Manning. If, if you know if you just want to if you're at home and you have you have five minutes and want to amuse yourself, uh, go look at Ole Miss's football roster from uh, let's see, I guess it'd be twenty twenty or twenty oh one to like two thousand three, and yeah. just just look at the receivers that that Eli <laughs> had to play with. <laughs> yeah, um, probably another thing for me with either Dart or Corral, and not that Bo and Chad didn't have it, but I just there's something about the the uncoach uncoachable traits that quarterbacks can have with just willing a team down the field, making plays when there's nothing there. Um, and then I, I feel like, and again, this is not because the other guys didn't I have to say that almost every time now, because I don't want anybody <laughs> to get upset. This is just our opinion. We're not saying any, everybody else wasn't good, but I felt like the camaraderie and kind of the buy-in from the team with both of those guys was, was very evident um, with just the will to refuse to lose. Like we talked about it a lot this year where national pundits were like, well, Ole Miss isn't actually a good team. They just win a lot of toss. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, okay. they're, a, they're a bad 11 win team. <laughs> yeah. Like at some point you're just a good team that just yeah. finds ways to win. Yeah. I mean that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know we've talked about it, but like, Corral, like you were just kind of saying, is Corral's like his will to win and his ability to uh, demand that of his teammates and his teammates willing to meet him there. It's kind of the same thing with Dart. I mean, you see it. It's it's mm -hmm. like the you know. I mean, they always talk about it. it's like the accountability. It's like this is the level I need you to play at, and you've got to meet it here, or we're going to find somebody else who can. And those guys, they just demand a lot of their teammates, and that's you know, I mean, that's. That's not like you were saying, that's not necessarily like coachable. Like you can you can yell at a guy as much as you want. It's like, oh, you gotta you gotta hold your teammates more accountable or demand more than blah blah blah. But like unless you really believe it, like people can see through that's just a like an act. And these yeah. guys, it's just whatever, it's that thing that's born within them. They just have it. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw it firsthand in person. Ole Miss plays at Tennessee, you know, Corral runs the ball. I think he ran, yeah. 30, like, what, 30, 31 times? Yeah. I mean, just carries the team to a win on the road in a hostile environment. But I think it all kind of started in that Egg Bowl loss a couple of years before that, where Mississippi State just embarrassed Ole Miss. And look, you can say it's silly or it's dumb or whatever. You can call him a thug. But the brawl that breaks out in that game, <laughs> that was when I knew, okay, Matt yeah. Corral's got, got some juice to him. Because, <laughs> look – down, I don't even remember what it was, down by like 20, 30 points. And Matt Corral was like, I don't give a shit. I will fight everybody on this field. Yeah, he literally tried to fight, I think, uh, two defensive backs at the same time. Yeah. Like there's some, because I, I remember I did some post about it. And you can, there's, I remember having a screenshot of him. <laughs> he has the face mask of one guy and he's grabbing the other guy. And, and 
He's just in there. I mean, people came to his aid eventually, but yeah, it's like you're losing that game, whatever, like you said, whatever, four touchdowns at least. And he's just like, all right, I'm ready to fight. This is this is garbage. Let's fight. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, say what you want. I mean, I, I guarantee you teammates rallied around that or they were yeah. like, okay, like we believe you. Like we know you're you're about that life now. Um, yeah, and I mean that, and then I mean, now it's just a I mean, it's just a legendary tale now, but the the second fake P egg bowl when Elijah Moore does it, Ole Miss ends up losing on the missed extra point. But that final drive where Macarow is basically like, uh, we're not going to call any of the plays y'all call. I'm just going to call everything from the yeah. huddle. I yeah. just iconic. <laughs> yeah. Basically telling Rich Rods to Rich Rod to, uh, although that could be a good nickname for him, Rich Rods. Uh, you basically telling Rich Rod to start packing his stuff and go to Louisiana Monroe. Like I'm leading this drive. And yeah. And what's wild about that is if you go back and watch, like that is that Ole Miss had the ball on like their own is either 16 or 26. I can't remember. And they had a fourth and 24. Yeah. <laughs> fourth and 24 with under a minute left. And Corral basically, you know, just does the screw it. Uh, uh, Braylon uh, Sanders is down there somewhere. Or who I think he caught it. Or and he was just like throws it up, and he got behind the, the whoever the safety was from Mississippi State, and they converted. <laughs> yeah, just incredible. Um, I, I mean, and look, we can we can go through the the other two guys you mentioned. The LSU game this past year, Dart leads the team down, gets the go ahead touchdown. The defense seals it. I mean, that was. That was kind of a crowning moment for him. Um, you know, you know, obviously it wasn't a Heisman moment because he won the Heisman, but I guess whatever the the next level below that is of just kind of like a, a you know, the arrival of Jackson Dart as like he is in the system, it's his team, it's it's his offense, and just I mean, as calm and collected as as can be, marched down the field against now I know it's LSU and their defense wasn't great, but I mean that's a game. If you follow Ole Miss football, you know Ole Miss loses that kind of game all the time. It's never can get over the hump in those games against SEC opponents and just got it done. So just a yeah, I yeah. Mean, the, a, the, the the crazy part you were just kind of talking about the crazy part about that last drive is like I said how calm and composed are because it, like I, you know it's two minutes left. And we were also very intentionally trying to go slowly to drain yeah. as much clock as possible because <laughs> we didn't want LSU to get the ball back. And that was just kind of wild to watch them. They were like kind of semi-huddling at the time, like we were running the ball. But like you said, it was it was once they – I think it was Judkins got – he got a uh, probably the second or third play, got a little burst run out. And then all of a sudden yeah. it started clicking and Dart started firing. And, uh, yeah, I'm like you. It's like – I don't know how many times it feels like we've been in that scenario a million times and we go four plays now and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, I mean, I was at that game and that was, you know, as you're, it's one of those things, like as you're watching, it's like, is this, yeah. is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, obviously Bo Wallace's arrival was pretty quick. 2012, first year in the program, the egg bowl. I mean, yeah. Good God, man. I mean, Dante Moncrief is still haunting Jonathan Banks and Darius Slay's dreams. Um, yeah, I think what was hilarious about that, I think he caught, I'm pretty sure he caught three touchdowns and all three touchdowns were against a, uh, like a different state defensive back. 
Yeah, because they so just, just they were like they were like yeah. shit. What are we gonna do? Like try something else, I guess. And nope, didn't work. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in Northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, Bo Wallace had uh, games like that where it was just dialed in, hitting everything. I mean, the it's a shame the 2014 Auburn game ended up being a loss because that was a hell of a game to watch from an offensive standpoint on both sides. Yeah. the Nick Marshall and Trey Mason driving everyone insane with his own read, and then Bo Wallace just big throw after big throw to uh, go back and forth in that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I all four quarterbacks do things well. Uh, I mean, there are a couple similarities. You mentioned the arm talent with with Chad Kelly and Matt Corral, but, you know, there's a lot of grit to Bo Wallace's game too. Like, I think that's probably the main thing that they all have in common is they kind of all have the it factor at quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, all of them, you know, multiple t- faced, you know, <laughs> As as many an Ole Miss team uh, does, faced adversity or points in the game where you're just like, all right, this is this feels like it's starting to unravel. Yeah. And all of them had those moments where they were like, no, no, we got this, and they would put together some drive and hold. Like I, I you were just talking about Doctor Bo. I think about that the 2014 Alabama game where it was like, yeah, you know, they didn't they did not play very well on offense in the first half, and then you know we had that the this face mask where the guy oh, or Mathers fumble, they didn't call it, whatever. So we're down and, you know, they had every reason to be like, okay, that this is just not our day. And yeah, he just, yeah, they just grounded out against a team that's almost impossible to just grind out a win against. Yeah. I was going to, if the egg bowl in 2012 was his kind of baptism, then I guess you could say the 2014 Bama was like his christening. Yeah. Um, he, he had the – I was thinking about that last – the last drive where they uh, – well, I guess it was the, the long touchdown pass to Sanders uh, to, to – I think to tie it. And then the kickoff, they fumbled, and Alabama fumbled and almost recovered. But uh, if you go back and watch that, it's like he has like – it's the play right before Sanders. They run this little sort of high-low corner out with a tight end, running back out in the flat, and put mm-hmm. the Alabama linebacker in conflict. And as soon as the ball is snapped – it's to Ingram. He's throwing the pass to Ingram. As soon as the ball is snapped, he knows he's got it. And it was just no hesitation, fire. Ingram's wide open, you know, yeah. 12 yard gain or whatever it was. And then I think the next play is the one to Sanders where they ran. Basically, it's a like a Mills concept where the slot receiver runs across and the outside receiver runs like a deep post. And yeah. the point is to suck up the safety. And so, uh, what's his face? Landon Collins takes two steps in the wrong direction. And by yeah. and, and Dr. Bo, you can watch him. He sees as soon as he sees Landon Collins take that one step forward. He's like, he knows he's got it with Sanders and lets it go. And it's just, Oh yeah. That decisiveness you, in a just crucial moment was it's just, yeah. Awesome you see, see, 
you see heels hit the turf, a little bit of heavy feet on a DB. I mean, you, you know, you got it. Yeah. Um, Landon Collins uh, catching strays on this podcast. Cause he got cooked yeah, that, was, that game multiple well, times, he, but the, yeah, the, well, the game, the, the game the, clinching the, touchdown. Yeah. The game, yeah. The game go ahead touchdown was, yeah, they got him again. <laughs> yeah. Memphis's own Jalen Walton shout out the uh, road runners at Ridgeway. Yeah. The, the, the old running back wheel route. That was, yeah, perfectly drawn up. Bo Wallace put it in the perfect spot. Um, you know, outside shoulder only he could get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's a tough question. I think it's all just kind of personal preference at this point because they were all four really good, and Jackson Dart is still really good. But um, yeah, you know, Chad's obviously got the 2015 uh, Alabama game. Um, Hell, yeah. I thought even even in a loss, the 2016 uh, Florida State game was incredible um, for him. I mean, just oh yeah, that, that first half they oh, came out and just dude. crushed. And I mean, him. yeah, and then and then they that was he melted down in the second half, but that wasn't just yeah. him; that was everybody else too. But yeah, yeah he, I mean, that the and uh, you know you mentioned that the 2015 Alabama game, and then obviously like the. Uh, well-designed perfectly executed chad just like i said earlier he was not afraid to throw passes chad is is about to be hit by like five alabama defense alignment at once and he just throws it up because he knows that it's going to bounce directly to quincy atabojo who's going to take it yep. 70 yards or whatever it was exactly Perfect. yeah um but yeah i mean you go through the game logs uh, i mean in a loss to auburn chad threw for 465 um <laughs> A win against Memphis, three sixty one. Lost to Bama, four twenty one. Um, I mean, just three thirteen against Florida State in the opener. I mean, just a crazy, crazy game and career. I mean, well, I I found a, a tweet that uh, was actually from the uh, the Red Cup uh, main Red Cup account, and this was when Kelly, you know, when he was injured in two thousand sixteen, and his his career was over. Uh, they, whoever was running, uh, looked up his total yards and touchdowns. And so Chad played in 21 games at Ole Miss. He averaged 366 total yards a game and three touchdowns a game, which is, it's pretty solid. Uh, I, I, I did the math while you were talking that that is good. Um, yeah, just a ridiculously good run of just, just good throw after good throw, and like we we make the jokes about never saw a window too small. But I mean, he had the arm talent, he had the juice to get there, and just just incredible. Um, at yeah, just I, the I was just gonna production. Say, I remember. Well, I was just gonna say, I remember. Uh, I guess it would have been the spring. I guess it'd be the spring of, of fifteen when you know he transferred in from Clemson, and there was the. You know, the quarterback, almost quarterbacks were were Swag, uh, Devontae Kincaid, and Ryan Buchanan, and you know they were like, oh, it's going to be a three way competition or whatever. And you had, you had heard from people who had been to spring practice, like, ah, this is this is Chad Kelly's show. Mm-hmm. And but you we finally got to see the spring game, and you saw Kincaid and Buchanan come out, and you know they are who they are, and they're yeah. fine, you know, fine, but nothing. And then Swag gets a few snaps, and you're just like, oh wow, like this looks so easy for this guy. Like he could basically wake up and do this a minute after he wakes up. <laughs> Just how talented he was. <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, it's like the old, uh, well, hell it's like from, um, Friday night lights and Boomy miles, you know, this is God given. 
All I got to do is show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's uh, entirely possible there were instances where Swag actually did wake up right before the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, who could forget the 2016 game? And <laughs> Chad just absolutely obliterated Kirby Smart's first team at Georgia. <laughs> Uh, two, I mean, a very pedestrian 282 and two touchdowns, but, um, you know, ran for a touchdown. I mean, just carved up. A, it, that was a game where it was really weird to watch because as an Ole Miss fan, you, you know, you're kind of waiting, you know, okay, when, when's, when, when is the bit over and like when's the real game start? Because that was just an ass beating. Yeah, they, 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 I think we had a defensive touchdown in that game. Yep, and obviously Jones, that was, yeah, 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 that was, uh, obviously that was Kirby's first year there before he got the monster going, but <laughs> yeah. there's that, there's that. I'm, yeah, 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 he did all right. I think he's doing, I think he's going to make it. Uh, there was that, I'm sure everybody's seen the highlight from that game. It's like the, whatever, 50 some odd yard touchdown pass where swag kind of breaks the pocket and he doesn't, he's not, he can't really step into it because there's a defender that's going to hit him and he just lets it rip and hits what I think it was DeMarcus Lodge who caught it in the end zone but it's one of those the there's a field level camera angle that follows the ball all the way and the ball like there's just not even a wobble to the ball it's as tight of a spiral as you can have and it goes whatever 60 yards in the air yeah it's just absurd um yeah so uh, again there is no wrong answer here all four quarterbacks really good and look real quick before we close the show here and again thank you for your time thank you to college corner for powering the short sessions here but talking jackson dart as he is still on campus he is still preparing for his final year at ole miss and look we we talked a lot in the offseason about the hype around this ole miss team for next season the transfer portal class that is just incredible the the job that the staff did to land Marquee guy after marquee guys, incredible. But um, what's your what, what's your quick take on this team and kind of the the ceiling and and your you know very you know conservative expectations. You know we don't want to get too crazy here, but honestly, I don't know if what some people are saying is considered crazy at this point with the roster coming back and what's being added, right? No, I agree. I mean, I, you know, the only thing that would concern me and it, but I mean, this applies to every Ole Miss team ever is, you know, if they, if they can stay healthy, it's like, yeah, while, while I would say, you know, their, their frontline starters on offense and defense uh, can match up with just as well with just about anybody now. Yeah. But it's basically if one of those key guys were to get hurt, then you know, there's, there's going to be a drop off. Whereas, you know, like a, a Georgia or even, well, I don't know who knows what Alabama is going to be. Uh, but a Georgia or Michigan, Ohio State, like, you know, they lose they lose somebody significant, like the talent level drop off between that guy and their backup is is not going to be as, as big as it is for us. But but yeah, I mean, you know, it's in t- like, I, I mean, I don't think I mean, the schedule is I did a post on it that Ole Miss. I mean, I think if they, they have to go 10 and two to get to the playoff, I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's possible. Nine it's and possible three is possible with some other losses from other. Yeah, teams. yeah, because you know, with with the Big Ten expanding, SEC expanding, it's possible more teams lose games than they usually do. So who knows? But ten and two is you know they if they're especially if they're a top ten preseason team, which I mean I can't imagine they wouldn't be. But 
10 and two probably gets him in, but in order to do that, Georgia's on the schedule. Uh, if, you know, if they lose to Georgia, then that means they're going to have to win games in Fayetteville, uh, Gainesville, and uh, uh, I'm blanking on them, but basically places where they just, they don't win a lot. Oh, Columbia, yeah, yeah. South Carolina, which I think we're all still, still traumatized by 2009. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was that's gonna be 15 years hey, ago and i still i still think about there, that there were some people that were just glad that they don't have to talk about it again <laughs> yeah that that was uh yeah <laughs> that's that one's just gonna stay there forever uh so they're gonna have to win at least two games in those places which you know they they can they're gonna be better than those teams but you know they, they just got to overcome some some places where they historically have just been awful but i mean i you know i i, I just 10 and two to me is like, it's not crazy. Like it, it seems very realistic. And then, you know, that's the thing where you get into the playoff and I mean, you turn it into a, an NCAA tournament scenario. It's just one game. You just, you know, you've got like, you don't have to win two or three. It's just one game. Anything can happen in a single game. And yeah. so you get in, you give yourself a shot. I mean, I don't know if they do get in, how far they could possibly go. I mean, a lot of it's probably going to depend on who they're matched up against, but no, it's crazy to say that. That it's like, no, I don't. I think it's totally realistic to say, like, yeah, this team should be in the playoff, and the people shouldn't look at you like you're crazy when you say that. It is, and again, I think it's certainly set up schedule wise. With, in my opinion, the two toughest games being at home, you split those. I think you're in a good spot. Look, it's at Gainesville. Florida's not good. Um, they are still reeling, trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's insane or homerish or naive or whatever you want to call it to say Ole Miss could go 10 and two in 2024. I mean, it's very possible with damn near the entire offense coming back. The offensive line has been upgraded with some big time additions. The defensive line has just been massively overhauled and, and, the, and, oh, by the way, J.J. Pegee, Xavier Harris, Jared Ivey. I mean, they got dudes coming back already, too. You add some legitimate firepower at linebacker. Uh, he got to play in the bowl game, but uh, T.J. Dudley is going to be a lot of fun to watch on defense. And then you add Pooh Paul from Arkansas, who is a hyper-productive guy for the Razorbacks. And then, I mean, the job that Pete Golding did with the secondary is just crazy with the added depth, experience, talent. I mean, it's it's absurd what they've been able to do. So just a yeah, and I, tremendous I think, job. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I think with Goldney, I think one of the, especially the guy I added the guys up front was because that was one of the biggest issues with Ole Miss's defense last year is they just had a real hard time generating pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so, and then they were, while they were obviously improved, they were still concerned about some of their guys in the secondary. So we played a lot of, a lot of sort of soft zone or zone, which, if you go back and watch, you know, Golding's defenses when they were at Alabama, now granted they had, you know, five stars running around everywhere, but they did not, they played, you know, a lot of the man match stuff that, that Saban has always played. And Ole Miss wasn't able to do that a lot last year. Yeah. And so I think that might be pretty interesting is if we're, if we get away from a lot of more of the uh, sort of the, the bend but don't break kind of thing we were forced into at times last year, uh, because, you know, an added defensive line, it's like if you don't have to blitz and you can get home with four guys or three guys, whatever it is, like that that makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. I mean, that's – yeah, I think going from a potential 
like you said, bend but don't break, like hoping for chaos, generating turnovers defense to, hey, yeah. we're just going to like whip your ass up front and force three and outs. I mean, that's – that'll be – I mean, that hasn't been the case for Ole Miss defense since 2014. Um, so, it, it's exciting. I, I mean, I, just for us as media entities to cover a team that is just so vastly different from what is normally – expected from an Ole Miss defense and a team in general. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be one of the most uh, anticipated seasons. I mean, maybe – oh, man, maybe other than like uh, like Eli Manning senior year when he came back. Yeah. Maybe probably, that. I, probably that or I guess 2015 or 2016, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing about 2015 is is I, maybe no one knew like what we had in yeah, swag. At that, I mean, we knew he was probably going to be good, but yeah. I don't think anybody knew what we had. But I guess but it, yeah, I think it was was it 2016 when it was like the most season tickets sold. No, yeah, maybe that yeah or something like that. I think that's the stat or like that was like the the highest amount of season tickets purchased and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but... and then we and then we found out that yeah. <laughs> we kind of stopped doing defensive recruiting for the last like two years and that, that, that eventually caught up to yeah. him. It's funny. It's funny. You mentioned Columbia, South Carolina, because I was actually in Columbia, South Carolina when Chad tore his ACL against Wofford. Um, so yeah, a lot of bad memories at Williams price. Um, so, Oh yeah. That, that, hey. uh, yeah. I, I remember I had the chance to go to that 2009 game and mm. I decided not to. And that was the only thing that I was pleased with after the game. I was like, thank (laughs) goodness I'm not currently in Columbia, South Carolina after watching that. Yeah, that was a tough scene. Um, All right. It's going to do it for this Talk of Champions short sessions powered by the good folks at College Corner. Appreciate all the sponsors for bringing this show to you. Appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in. And, of course, thanks to our buddy Gray Hardison for joining us here this Friday afternoon, getting ready for the weekend. Ole Miss hoops Saturday against Auburn. Uh, you want to talk about tickets being sold. That one's going to be a zoo inside the pavilion. I know there's a ton of students expected, probably a sellout if I had to guess. Auburn uh, still trying to get a quad one win, but a very good team. Chris Beard and company 18 and three right now. Last thing I saw Joe Lenardi had Ole Miss as an eight seed right now in his bracketology. Seems like that's where Ole Miss is kind of hovering eight or nine right now. Give me, give me, give me two to three sentences on your take on Ole Miss basketball, twenty-one games into the year. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of them, but I mean, they're they're night and day in terms of what you know we had to watch last year, and yeah. and it's just they're they're like you know I think they sort of reflect you know Beard's, uh, I guess personality. Uh, yeah oh yeah they they play really hard and they also i think the the biggest thing that i was the offensive upgrade from last year to this year is 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 like they can actually shoot threes this year which is like that that's that's a revelation it's like you kind of need to be able to do that in modern basketball and we couldn't for the like the two previous years so i don't you know i the i i saw something the other day that in uh uh, Ken Palm rankings that they they are the number one team in luck, which is that just doesn't yeah. seem, that doesn't seem possible since this is Ole Miss we're talking about. <laughs> so there could be you know like eventually it's a typo. 
Right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Ken Palm is not punching in the right numbers, but uh, you know, so it feels like there could be some sort of uh, sort of regression there that eventually, you know, they, they sort of fall back, but I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, like, there's no, uh, yeah, I mean, they, that's the thing that is, is they just play hard. They find their way. I mean, they've gotten mm-hmm. worn out in a couple of games, but they, they play really hard and they're obviously well coached and, you know, that's, and they've got more, they've injection of talent. So that's the thing. It's like, you never, it's amazing how those things work out and you actually win games when you have good coaching, more talent, stuff like that. Yeah. Imagine that. All right. That one's Saturday. If you're at the pavilion, have fun, be safe, behave yourself. Don't get too crazy. Uh, but Hey, if Ole Miss wins, absolutely storm the court, I guess. Um, that would be fun to do. Um, Bruce Pearl, Chris Beard going head to head. Should be a good one. Appreciate Gray jumping on, talking Ole Miss football quarterback play and all that. Stay locked in at omspirit.com over the weekend. Big, 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 big junior day weekend for the football staff as the dead period begins next week. You can read all about who is coming, uh, including a commit that is verbally pledged to a new sec institution uh you can read about that particular prospect that is now going to be in town um but yeah tons of recruiting tons of transfer portal basketball women's hoops we got some baseball stuff trickling in as baseball season is around the corner uh so omspirit.com if you're not a member it's just a dollar to join so get into the resistance now as uh we are getting ready for the home stretch of college hoops season. And then, like I said, baseball will be here before we know it. So gray appreciate you as always, buddy, be good. And, uh, that is going to do it until next time. We out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.